Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to episode 33. Today's focus, how to save your Catholic marriage alone. So, sit back. Relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock, but don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical, coming at you now. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage, while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, we're my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce, combat coaching is the flavor of the day. Whilst also helping men understand courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 33rd episode, how to save your marriage alone. Bam. Quote of the day. So for the next four shows, I am going to do a little something different on the quotes and get a um, because I found a series of quotes um, I had in my archive <laughs> for a while. Um, and basically, these four quotes are the mystic and saint in the Catholic Church. Um, her name is Saint Faustina um, Kowalski and. Uh, this is about her diary and the four visions that she was shown. Um, the first vision she was shown was uh, before heaven and before hell. What happens to you as you are moving in between those two realms? The next one would be um, her vision of hell and then her vision of purgatory the next week and then her vision of heaven the next week. So for the next four episodes, that's what I'm going to uh, do. So to get started, let's do this. Quote, before heaven, before hell. One day I saw two roads. One was broad, covered with sand and flowers, full of joy, music, and all sorts of pleasures. People walked along it, dancing and enjoying themselves. They reached the end of the road without even realizing it. And at the end of the road, there was a horrible precipice. That is the abyss of hell. The souls fell blindly into it as they walked. So they fell. And their numbers were so great that it was impossible to count them. And I saw the other road or rather a path for it was narrow and strewn with thorns and rocks. And the people who walked along it had tears in their eyes and all kinds of suffering befell them. Some fell down upon the rocks, but stood up immediately and went on. At the end of the road, there was a magnificent garden filled with all sorts of happiness. And all these souls entered there. At the first, at the very first instant, they forgot all their sufferings. End quote. 
Diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalski, number 153. She's asked for divorce. Now what? Of course, you just didn't see it coming, but it has. So now what do you do? Well, what you do is step one. You decide to man up and fight for her no matter what. Step two, decide if one of these categories in the marriage maintenance master plan fits your situation. A, she's asked for a divorce. B, she has left the home. C, mutually agreed separation but didn't want it. D, she's in the home but distant or separate bedrooms. E, you're divorced but didn't want it. Now, step three. If you are in one of these critical situations or close to it, then register to watch the Marriage Masterclass immediately at www.savemycatholicmarriage.com. Step four, after watching the Masterclass, get the help you need by scheduling a discovery and strategy session to receive a proven plan of action tailored specifically for your situation. Many husbands will look at this and go back to allowing their marriage to fade into oblivion, accepting failure. But some will look at this and say, wonder if this works. Those are the warriors. Those are the husbands I want to go into battle with. Those are the husbands I want to work with. So allow me to help. Those that do nothing have a 100% chance of failure. Those that decide to battle fight and act like true men become worthy of winning their beloved back which are you visit www.savemycatholicmarriage.com that's www.savemycatholicmarriage.com learn how to once again become her hero Welcome to our segment of the day, the Radical Rant. This I haven't done a Radical Rant in a long time, but today is an exception because I'm getting fed up. <laughs> and so when I get fed up, that's what I do. I do my rants, my Radical Rants. So here we go. Look, I'm just going to be real with you. No one cares about your marriage today if you want to save it. If your wife asks for a divorce, the sad truth today, she'll get it. I mean, this is the first realization you must come to as a man when the battle starts. Your spouse doesn't care. The state doesn't care. People in your church don't care. Your friends don't care. Your parents and siblings don't care. Sure, they act like it, but they really don't. And your adult children don't care either. And they all act like it, but they don't. They're indifferent. Well, if that's what they want to do, nobody cares. There is one state in the union 
and I'm not going to mention them, but it's so bad that once your wife files for a divorce, they basically force you through their process. They make you get a divorce. What does that mean? They force you to split up your property. They force you to get to the divorce, to get the divorce, even if you really don't even want it. Um, most of the lawyers are wired to not even help you, only help push you through the system. And this is so bad. This is so immoral. It's sickening, man, really. Um, in that state, they don't let you talk. They don't let you do anything. You go into the mediation and then they force you through um, because they're not used to people coming through there that actually want to save their marriage or have the will to fight. And so they've made into a system that they force you through because in their state right now, there's a housing shortage, right? So they they want they want they want to force you to sell your house and split it up in the divorce to sell it, split the money up so that they can accommodate all these people moving from New York and California um, because of all because the people in New York and California have messed up their state. Now they want to come and move to your state and mess it up. So that's what they do. So in this state I'm talking about, what happens is they they just force you to sell your stuff so they can get your house and sell it. It's so bad. It's terrible. Um, and 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 I, I just really feel sorry for the dudes, people in that state. They really want to actually save their marriage and do right by God. Um, also, to be honest, the leaders in the Catholic Church, they don't care either. They sit up there week after week. You know, all the all the podcasts, all the um, you know, all the TV shows, all all this stuff, all the people in the mainstream media, the the parent, the pre, uh, the priests and the bishops, none of them, most of them, 90 percent of them, ninety five percent, probably even more, they are so scared they won't mention the divorce and let people know that divorce is wrong, that it goes against God, and we're going to talk about that later. But it's it's terrible. No one cares about your marriage. They don't care about your wife. They don't care about your family. They just don't. Why? Because it's too hard. Because most of them, they have messed up marriages and stuff too. You know, everybody wants to do what they want to do. No one in this country and probably a lot of places in the world, I'm sure, is the same. Don't care. Only care for themselves. We're, they're all, we're all narcissistic what, what, what does she call it? Diabolical narcissist, completely and utterly selfish. And we don't care. We don't have to do it. Us. We don't care. Hey, that's your marriage, man. Y'all messed it up. Even your parents, your sisters, your brother, no one. They all are against you. Why? Because, hey, today's society, if you ain't happy, huh? you just give it up. You move on. And then they tell you if you want to save your marriage, right? They tell you, everybody tells you, man, move on, move on, man. Let her go. She's a B. She ain't worth it. No way. You ought to see the comments I get on Facebook, man. It's sickening. It's completely sickening. No one wants to fight. No one wants to battle for their marriage. Everybody just lets everybody do what they want to do. And you, as you're going to see in the catechism of the Catholic church, they, it says it right in there, how terrible and, and what this does to society. Um, also another thing in the church, um, in the Catholic church, they give out anointments like candy and they force you to get, and this is what 
really <laughs> it really tripped me out when I first heard about this. The 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 the, the Catholic Church, in order to get an annulment, you have to file for divorce first. Now I know the church has its reasons, and I don't know what they are. But I'm sure it has to do with the process to make the process more uh, more streamlined. Um, and, and, and I understand that. But I, I have women and dudes uh, in my in my marriage uh, group right now. And their wives want to file for an annulment and divorce and all that stuff. And everybody just does what? Yeah. Leave him, girl. He ain't worth nothing. He ain't did nothing. He he's bringing you down. He's keeping you from your happiness. Well, all along, you got kids sitting there because nobody cares about the kids. Everybody says they do, but we all know they don't. They use the kids against each other in the marriage. The kids are just pawns. Nobody cares about the kids. Nobody. They don't. The only ones that really do care about your marriage, though, I will change on this a little bit, is your little kids, the ones 17 and below. Those ones, they care. Because kids, they instinctively know that divorce is stupid and it's wrong. And really, if you don't fight through your problems, man, your marriage is not. The next person you go to to try to so-called make you happy, you're going to take you with you. You can't escape yourself. If you don't look at what you did in, the, in, in your marriage to, for your marriage to break up or do whatever, you're just going to take you with you. And the same stuff that happened in your first or second or third marriages is going to happen in your second, third, or fourth, or fifth, or sixth marriage. Just ask Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> so anyway, um, also, they have the church, they have completely abandoned Christ's teaching on divorce. Everybody. And it's completely wrong. And it's completely immoral. If Christ, the church... We are the church. Um, we are the church militant. If Christ had abandoned us on the cross, where would we be? We are the we are Christ's bride, the church, the body. If Christ would have abandoned us, where would we be? That's another thing about people. The person I have dudes right now that have become completely different men, but they wives didn't want to give them a chance. Why? Because they don't want to, they don't want to forgive. They hurt too bad, and I understand that. I do. I really do. You've been hurt. You don't want to get hurt no more. So this dude has proven he's changing, and he has changed. Um, and but you still don't want to give him another chance. Why? Because you think you didn't move on. The thing about it is, man, it never gets better. Your life never gets better. You split up your marriage. You split up your family. You split up. You you screwing up everything, Miss So Called Holy Woman. And believe me, I agree. I agree. You should have left that knucklehead. You should have left him. Why? Because he didn't understand you. wasn't trying to understand you. He didn't try to make you happy. He didn't know how to make love to you. Believe me, I understand. I understand. I had two wives myself that been there. And I was a jerk too. I understand. But when a man is proven to you over months and weeks and years that he is doing his best to change, to be a better man for you, you are obliged by the Holy Spirit, by the Trinity, by the moral law, by the word of God, the natural order to give him another chance. That's the way it is. That's why you don't divorce. You don't divorce because by the time you look up, 
the dude didn't change. You were some other home wrecker and you can't leave him because now you feel all connected to him. You can't leave him because you feel connected to him and his kids and his family. When you got a man over here that is the man that he's become to be the best man for you. That's why God doesn't allow divorce because it makes no sense. And then once everybody grow, and then by the time the, the smoke clears and everybody gets their logic about them again, everything's all messed up. God knows what he's doing, man. He really does. And we sit back and let people, well, it's going to make you happy. You know why people say, do whatever, do whatever makes you happy? They say that because they have no faith. They don't believe in eternal life. They don't believe in God, Jesus Christ, or the Trinity. And so what they do to them, this life is all there is this 100 years. And that's stupid. You know why it's stupid? <laughs> because why would you go through all this suffering and pain? Why would you go through all this? Even rich people, they go through a lot of suffering and pain too. poor people. They go to a lot of suffering and pain. Why would you we all go through all this suffering and pain? If there was not an eternal life, if this whole life was just a test to see if you could be obedient and lose your selfishness and become holy, it makes no sense whatsoever. If you really just think about it, it doesn't. Nobody understands. They, most people today have no faith. And even these, these pseudo Christians that say that, that celebrate, basically celebrate Easter 52 weeks out of the year. Every day, oh, Lord Jesus, oh, I love you, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, holy God. All we're doing is praising and worship. Dude, that right there is on the road to hell, too. You don't celebrate Easter 52 days, 52 weeks out of the year. Christ suffered. Christ died. He didn't die and suffer, so every week you can sit there acting how happy you are, but say you love Jesus, but then as soon as you walk outside the church, you go sleep with your boyfriend. Or sleep with your girlfriend, or you leave your husband, you leave your wife, you take contraception, you get a divorce, you abort your baby, homosexuality, you're a lesbian. You don't, we, it, it just kills me, man. We have to start understanding, man, that no fault divorce is evil. It splits up marriages, it splits up the family. Just look at it. You ain't got to believe me. Just look at the society. Look at it. The family is the core of the universe, and Almighty God made it that way. What do we do? With our broken butts, we messed it up. Because we want to do things our way all the time. Because we're selfish. We're diabolical narcissists. We have the demonic inside of us influencing us. We have abandoned God in our state, in our churches, and in our homes. And this is why you have kids that are suffering so bad this is why you have wives that are suffering so bad this is why you have husbands that are suffering so bad and you have a leaders of a state that are beholden to nobody right now you got people in the white house people in the in the senate people in the city senators all these state governments they don't care nothing about you they don't care nothing about you why because they're selfish they have all the power you can sit there and cry and fight and wuss and whine with them. They don't care. They are diabolical narcissists, dude. They the, the demonic has completely overtaken them. They don't care about the American people. They don't care about this country. And that's the way it is. And you'd better start getting over it because you're going to keep losing and getting your butt whooped until you do. 
Politicians do not care about you. They don't. They really don't. And the, the leaders in our church don't care about us either. If they did, they'd sit up there and talk about divorce every week and how bad it is and how destructive to the family and to society. They don't. They don't because they're all scared. They're going to get abandoned to Siberia somewhere. The bishops, they're beholden to nobody except the Pope. He don't care either. That might be bad to say, but he really don't. He really don't care. The bishops in the United States especially don't care. They could give a rat's butt about what you think. They don't care. They hide in those big buildings, and they just let you do whatever you want to do, and they don't care. Why? Because they get their money. They get your money. They get everything. They get to have sex when they want to because nobody holds them accountable to nothing. They don't pray. They don't go to adoration. They barely really want to do mass. Man, it's time for us to realize, man, the authority structure has crumbled and the bishops know it. They all know it. And the reason, only reason that's holding us, you can call us suckers if you want, is because we love Jesus Christ. We do. We understand that we have a role that we have to play, that we have to love Christ. We have to love the Pope. We have to love the bishops and respect them and all that. But that don't mean we ain't got to tell the truth of how it really is. But you all know how it really is, man. You all know how it is. You don't need me to tell you. You just look outside your door. Look at all the sex scandals and just not hold it. Not just in the Catholic church. What about these schools, these, these public schools and Catholic schools and these uh, private schools and Christian schools, public schools and high schools and all that stuff. Kids getting, getting, uh, getting molested and all that stuff. It's the same. It's all the same. None of them care. You, you don't care about God. So he just says, hey, I leave you to yourself. And this is what you get. And the destruction of the family is the number one thing. No fault divorce and contraception. Those two things right there screwed the family up. And all you out there that think there's no God, all you out there that think, well, there's a God, but, you know, he just ain't hanging. He, he don't he don't care. All you Christians out there that ain't in the Catholic Church, that don't really understand how this stuff works. That God is, uh, Jesus is about suffering and sacrifice, not about Easter 52 weeks out of the year. You are on the road south. And that's the truth. That's why our lives are crapped out. That's why our country's all messed up. And And it's sad. It's sad, man. It's sad. You know, why? I got wives that don't want to give men another chance. They don't. They're so cold hearted. I just I never seen such coldness and such um and just such uh just such irreverence and and non caring and immorality and just they just so hurt they just so selfish I've never seen so much selfishness but the only way to beat this is what humility humility defeats evil and that's what we had to start doing you know um and I, I wish that we, I, I really, it hurts me, man. And I, cause I take on the pain of my, of the dudes I help. I do. Um, I just do. And it's hard, but that's the way it is. When they're happy, I'm happy. When they sad, I'm sad. I know it's crazy, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> um, now let's get into the foundation of marriage, right? As seen through sacred scripture and the church, Christ church. Um, and that's what I was just talking about before. So we're going to talk about right now divorce and, and what the scripture says. Now, this ain't what this ain't what some 
you know, this is not what some state official said. This is Christ coming from the Bible. If you love Christ, you believe in God, then you have to take this as what it is. You can't put your own interpretation on it. So what I'm going to do is after I read this scripture, I'm going to read the interpretation. The Catholic Church, for all of you that don't understand, the Catholic Church is the authority on the Bible and on 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 uh, on scripture. Why? Because Christ left Peter in charge of the apostles. The apostles, every bishop from the from when Jesus, when Peter from Peter is ordained in the Catholic Church. That's why the Catholic Church has authority. That's why nobody has the right or authority to interpret the scripture. Only the Catholic Church does. That's why you got 40,000 denominations because everybody thinks they are God and that they have been given authority to um, interpret the scripture, interpret the word of God, and you don't have it. Only the Catholic Church has it. And this is the problem. This is why divorce is here. This is why contraception is here. That's why men of a baby since 1972 or 73 have been aborted and killed. Because everybody wants to wants to do what they want to do and interpret things how they want to interpret it. And you don't have authority given by Jesus Christ. Who's, this is whose church it is. It's Christ's church. It ain't your church. And so when you understand that and you start to understand how this stuff works, there's a reason why the Catholic Church has exorcists because of the demonic. This is the reason why psychiatrists can't get demons out of people. This is the reason why psychiatrists can't come and uh, bless your home and exercise demons out of your out of your house. Because the Catholic Church, only the Catholic demons know it. The Satan knows it. The diabolical know it. They know the authority, the natural order. They know it. And if you are some psychiatrist or you in some Protestant church, there's nothing your pastor can do for you when you are possessed or you are influenced by the demonic. There's nothing your Protestant church preacher can do for you. Only the Catholic Church. Why? Because the demons don't respect Mr. Billy Joe Bob, preacher on the corner of 21st and Capitol. His, the, the light of the world, Christian, I am God church. The demons don't respect that church. They respect Christ's church, which is the Catholic Church. That's why the Catholic Church knows that they have the authority. That's why they're the only ones that can exercise this stuff out. But you don't have to listen to me. I ain't, you know, I don't worry about it. I call a priest to come and bless my house. I know what's up. But hey, you do whatever you, you do whatever your relationship can stand. And so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to read uh, in scripture, uh, Matthew chapter 19, verse one through nine. I'm going to read to you what Christ says on marriage and divorce. Now, you priests and you ba- and you bishops in the Catholic church, that are saying divorce is okay, you better reword and relook and revisit the scripture because you, you you don't already you don't even preach on it. So how are you gonna tell somebody that you don't even know? So how are you gonna talk about something you don't even know? It don't make no sense. You tell them people they can get divorced, they can have holy communion, and you don't even know what the damn scripture says. 
don't, you are ruining our families and our marriages and you don't even know it. Just keep your mouth shut if you don't know nothing. That's what you need to do. If you want to keep preaching on mercy and, and love and mercy and love and mercy and love and mercy, you keep right on doing that. You keep on destroying your flock. But man, listen, if you don't agree with what God's talking about, man, just leave the church. Go be a pastor at Billy Joe Bob's uh, 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 Holy Water of the Mountains of the Forest Church. Go be go be at his church. Leave the Catholic Church, Christ Church. Leave our church alone. Okay? So here I'm going to do, I'm going to read it. So this is Christ himself. Matthew chapter 19, verse 1 through 9 on marriage and divorce. Quote, when Jesus finished these words, he left Galilee and went to the district of Judea across from the Jordan. Great crowds followed him and he cured them there. Some Pharisees approached him and tested him, saying, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause, whatever? He said in reply, have you not read that from the beginning, the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together no human being must separate. They said to him, then why did Moses command that the man give the woman a bill of divorce and dismiss her? He said to them, because of the hardness of your hearts, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. I say to you, whoever divorces his wife unless the marriage is unlawful and marries another commits adultery. Well, huh, end quote, end quote, strong, strong, end quote. That pretty much says it, don't it? It's from Christ's mouth himself. It's from the man's mouth. And if you think any other thing, then you got a problem. So look, what is hardness? Moses allowed divorce. Why? Hardness was hard. Because back then, they were basically uncivilized. And what they did was, when their wife did wrong, they just killed them. That's what they did. Or they beat them, or they made them do stuff, or whatever they did. So God, Moses and God allowed, because of the brokenness of man and the hardness of our hearts, God and Moses allowed us to divorce our wives, or allowed a wife, whatever. Okay. Also, um, the other explanation. Oh, when it says the divorce is not uh, unless the marriage was not uh, legal. Uh, what did he say? Um, Moses, if you say, ah, unless the marriage is uh, when uh, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful and marries another commits adultery. So what that means is that's what they have annulments for. If the marriage is unlawful, that's basically an annulment. So people think annulments are, are like Catholic divorce, and it's really not. That's not how it was meant to be. Annulments, if you get an annulment, that's basically saying that your marriage never took place. Why? Because, let's say before the marriage, your husband was a homosexual, and he didn't tell you. Well, that's not a, that's not a foundational basis for a marriage. Or let's say... Um, the wife believed in abortion before the marriage. 
well, the marriage is not lawful because she didn't understand the openness to life. Um, let's say, you know, um, you know, somebody messed around on somebody, had, you know, they messed around in a relationship and they didn't tell. And then before they got married and the wife didn't know that's a, that's a, you know, that's an annulment. So basically annulment say the marriage never happened. It was unlawful through Christ himself or in the church. And that's the way it goes. And, um, that's, that's what that means. But I know today what you're going to say, I know what you're thinking that the Catholic churches give you annulments for whatever, and they do, but it is what it is, man. I, I, I look, that's that's above my pay grade. Only thing I'm telling you is that annulments are basically saying your marriage never happened. Um, a divorce by the state means nothing in the eyes of God. It means nothing. That's why real Christians know, real Christians know that just because you get divorced, that doesn't mean you're not married in the eyes of God. Every true, authentic, traditional Christian knows that. If they're Catholic or not, they know it. Those are your true Christians. All you want somebody getting divorced because he made me. He's not happy. He, he didn't make me happy. Well, that right there don't mean nothing. The price of butter, and ain't that ain't about nothing. Okay. So now what we're gonna do is go into the Catholic Church. Christchurch um, teaching on divorce. Now, you got to understand the Catholic Church has the authority to interpret scripture. Why? Because somebody has to do has to have that. Christ left the Catholic Church in charge to interpret scripture and to, to further on his church through Peter and the apostles. Because if he didn't have done if he hadn't have done that, if he hadn't have done that, then you get, he knows, God knows you would have what you have now. And what do you have right now? 40,000 denominations. Nobody's beholden to anybody. And, and, and that's the problem. Everybody's interpreting things how they think it should be. Look, the Catholic Church has been doing this for 2,000 years, man. You, your little church on the corner of whatever has nothing on the Catholic Church. You Methodists, you Baptists, you Southern Baptists, you have nothing on the knowledge, the 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 the, the, the scrolls, the, the testimonials of the Catholic Church, man. You don't. And it's time for us to stop trying to be our own man and thinking we're God and we have the authority to interpret Christ, uh, interpret the Bible when we don't. That's why God left. That's why Christ left Peter in charge to further on his church. Why? Because what I'm going to tell you on the interpretation of the, the, the scripture I just read is the reason why you can't have 10 or 20 or 30 or 100 different interpretations of the word of God, because then nobody will do anything. Nobody will do anything. <laughs> Everybody's going to do what they want to do. They're going to interpret how they want to interpret. Well, God spoke to me and told me this. Are you out of your mind? God spoke to you and told you what? That, that he, God told you how to interpret revelation? God told you that? God told you how to interpret Matthew, Mark, and Matthew and Mark, and John? Come on, man. But just let your pride go and learn the true faith and what's going on why because if we keep doing it your way we get what we got now a horrible horrible and getting worse society 
that believes and doesn't believe in God, that could care less about you and the people or the little born, the unborn babies. They don't care. Nobody cares. And they don't care because everybody's selfish and nobody wants to bow down and be reverent and admit that God is the Lord of everything. And even if you do believe God is the Lord of everything and you say you love God, the true test and the true definition of your love for God is obedience. If you say you don't believe in abortion, if you say you don't believe in no fault divorce, if you say you don't believe in homosexuality, if you say you don't believe in um in uh, contraception, then you are not being obedient because God has revealed to you in sacred scripture on these subjects, it's clear, it's no in-between, and you have decided in your mind that you're not going to do what has been revealed to you through sacred scripture. So what does that mean? You don't love God. You don't love the Holy Spirit. And you certainly don't love Jesus. And that's the truth. The only true definition of your love for God is obedience. And without obedience, you don't love God. That's the test of love. Sorry to break your heart. Love's not an emotion. Love is not an emotion. Love is an act of your will. The will of what? Obedience. That's it. So I'm going to read the, uh, the, 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 the Catholic Church, the, uh, the, uh, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, Christ Church, um, its teachings and interpretation of the scripture on divorce. So this is what, what Christ has handed down as stated in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Christ Church. The Lord, quote, the Lord Jesus insisted on the original intention of the creator who willed that marriage is indissoluble. He abrogates the accommodations that had slipped into the old law. Between the baptized, a ratified and consummated marriage cannot be dissolved by any human power or for any reason other than death. The separation of spouses while maintaining the marriage bond can be legitimate in certain cases provided by the canon law. If civil divorce remains the only possible way of ensuring certain legal rights, the care of the children or the protection of inheritance, it can be tolerated and does not constitute a moral offense. Divorce is a grave offense against the natural law. It claims to break the contract to which the spouses freely consented to live with each other till death. Divorce does injury to the covenant of salvation of which sacramental marriage is the sign. Contracting a new union, even if it is recognized by civil law. As to the gravity of the rupture, the remarried spouse is then in a situation of public and permanent adultery. If a husband separated from his wife approaches another woman, he's an adulterer because he makes that woman commit adultery. And the woman who lives with him is an adulteress because she has drawn another's husband to herself. Divorce is immoral also because it introduces disorder into the family and into society. This disorder brings grave harm to the deserted spouse to children traumatized by the separation of their parents who are often torn between them 
and because of its contagious effect, which makes it truly a plague on society. End quote. End quote. End quote. I don't even have to really even expound on that. And if you look, this is the catechism of the Catholic Church that was that is 2000 years of teaching and it's telling you no fault divorce is horrible. It's it kills the children, it kills the spouses. It harms society. And without marriage and the family man, you basically have nothing. You basically have nothing but a state full of complete and utter selfish, immoral people who only care about themselves. And divorce is it's 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 disordered. Disordered means what? Without God, absence of God. That's what divorce means. That's what I'm sorry. That's what um um disordered means. Okay. And you people that think getting a divorce and you're going to leave your husband, you're going to go live by yourself. You think that you're doing so this great thing. You got these crazy women telling you they divorced and they single telling you about how great your life's going to be. We're going to go into that in a minute. You're going to see your life ain't great. I know it ain't great. Your husband knows it ain't great because I told him. And, and, and everybody else around you knows it ain't great. Why? Because they stuff's messed up too. Okay. Next. So, you know why no one cares, honestly, because they are all divorced or in terrible relationships, too, or they're sleeping with everything and everybody who will let them. It may seem harsh to say it, but I know and you know it's true. Divorced women will turn married women into sluts, homewreckers, and teach them how to abandon their clueless husbands. That's right. I said it. Divorce, I'm going to say it again. Divorced women will turn married women into sluts, home wreckers, and teach them how to abandon their clueless husbands. And the husbands will have no clue what is coming or what has happened. They will trust, they will thrust feminism down the married woman's throat and give them fantasies of all the men they can have and all the money they can get from their husbands in the divorce. They tell them how happy and peaceful they are right now, not without their deadbeat, terrible in bed, boring husband who gave them no attention, took them for granted and made them work like slaves. They will then start hanging with the single women as well, right? They will tell them how great it is and how, how great it is out here in the so-called real world. How all the cute guys give them so much attention and buy them all the gifts and pay their bills at the house. Now, here is what they don't tell your wife, right? This is what the divorced women and the single women, this is what they don't, they don't tell this, they don't tell your wife this stuff. They fill her head all that fantasy crap, but they don't tell her this. They don't tell her about all the lonely nights she comes home to an empty apartment. They don't tell her that now she has to do all of the work in the house and with the children and pay all the bills. Fix the car and do all the things that her hubby did that she took for granted. 
They don't tell your wife how dating is so bad and that now it's 2021 and not 1980 anymore. <laughs> they don't tell her about all of the competition for the really good men because most men don't want a 40-year-old, a 50- or 60-year-old with wrinkles and sagging boobs and butts. And they for sure ain't going to marry her. They want the young girls who don't know anything and they can manipulate and get them to do whatever they want without having to ask. And for the young wives, it's not much better. Leaving your husband and thinking you're going to just pick right up where you left off just isn't going to happen. People are quite narcissistic today, which I've said earlier multiple times, especially men. They are selfish, effeminate, and are not going to give you the attention and love you crave. Your husband didn't. What makes you think some Billy Joe Bob is? It's got to be something inside you as well. Not saying your husband wasn't a jerk. Not saying you shouldn't have left him. What I am saying is you got to look at yourself and understand why you are, if you are the cause of the problem too as well. What, what, what did you do? What did you do in the marriage to, to, to get your husband to, to be the man that he need to be for you and your kids? What did you do? You can't answer that, can you? Of course you can't, because you're selfish. Because <laughs> you're just thinking about you. Sure, for a short while, men will, they will, they all act like jerks, right? So for a short while, they will, then they act like jerks, will tire of you and send you packing. And that's the thing. The men out there are not going to give you the attention of the time of day you think you want. They're just not. Because why? Most men today are jerks. Most men are selfish. They are. We all are. Some to more degrees than others. And what will happen is they'll take your gift that you give them, which means what? They're going to sleep with you, use you up. Now you were 30. Now you're 40. You were 40. Now you're 50. That's just what men do today. They have no, they have no bones about it. They don't care. They'll take your years, Miss Lady, Miss Holy Woman. They will. They'll take your years and then spit you out and throw you out and send you packing. But see, everybody wants to tell you how great being single is, how great being divorced is. But I'm going to tell you what. If your husband wasn't beating on you and putting his fist in your mouth and giving you black eyes and raping you, you have no reason not to give your husband who wasn't doing that another chance if he's proven that he's trying to change and be your soulmate and be the better man for you and a, hus and a better husband for you. If that's the problem that I have, you drink all this Kool-Aid, Miss Feminist Woman, and then you go out there and find out the world is not like you thought because your husband protected you for all those years you were married. You didn't know that, did you? He might have been a jerk. He might not have been the best husband, giving you all the attention or giving you the love or was that good and bad. But you know what he did? He protected you. He saved you from a lot of the cruelty out in this world. That's what he did because that's his job. Most men, no matter how clueless they are, they have that protective instinct inside of them. And so when you step outside his authority and you go out here in the world and you start messing with all these other dudes and doing all this other stuff and buying up everything, spending all you guys' retirement that he's spent 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years building, 
Then you find out the cruel, cruel world don't care about you. Your husband cared about you. Your kids cared about you. Your husband cared about you with all his heart. But the cruel world out there, they could care less about you. Sure, they'll take your gift. They'll take your gift. They might even pay some bills for you. They might even buy some food and, and show you they care for a while. But eventually, when they get tired of you, they send you packing. And that's the truth. That's the cold, cold truth. You know how I know? Because I've been there and I've seen it. I see it day in and day out. And I know one thing I know that me and my wife, we had problems, but we worked it out. And our marriage is 10 and 20 times stronger than it was. If you stay in your marriage and you fight through the devil, you fight through the evil, you fight through all the problems, you fight through his inattention, you fight through him being bad in bed, you fight through the love he's not giving you, and you guys work it out and fight together, man. Dude, your marriage becomes stronger. It becomes holy. It leads towards God. That's why God gives you problems in your marriage. Because you and your husband aren't doing things right. And you need a shock to reality from God to get you to do things the right way. You didn't know that, did you? God is allowing the evil to come into your bedroom, into your marriage, into your home, because you have are not going towards God. He's trying to show you that you need him. He's trying to get you to be virtuous, to be holy. That's why he allows the demons to tempt you. That's why he allows evil in your home when you don't do things right. And you women out here that leave your husbands when he's trying to change and show you how to be a better man, I mean, and show you and trying to be a better man for you after three months, six months, a year, two years, three years, he's trying to show you and you don't give another chance. Your God is going to show you your life will become terrible. You will, your life will not become happy. You thought you weren't happy before. You really ain't going to be happy now, especially when all your money's gone. That's why you try to get your husband to give you all his money when you leave so that you can just pilch off him for the rest of your life. That ain't fair neither. It's not fair, man. You know it's not fair either, but your hardness of heart, your coldness, and your pain that you are in, you allow that stuff to overthink your logic. And now you have a horrible family. You have unhappy kids who will never get over this divorce and get over all the stuff that you as the wife are doing in your marriage. And look, I agree. Men are bums too. But see, they don't tell you this when you have your man at home. The divorced wives and the single women, they don't tell you that. Sure, he ain't perfect. Your husband ain't perfect, but he's yours. He's yours. Also, the divorced season single ladies, they don't tell your wife how many men they have to sleep with to find someone who is not a narcissist. <laughs> Completely selfish, self-serving, and acts like they care until what? They don't care. The men they sleep with will get tired of them, use them, and throw them away eventually. It will happen. Maybe not today or tomorrow or next week, but eventually he will use he will use them up like a fork, a knife, and a spoon. And toss them away just like she tossed her husband away. That's the thing about karma, about the Holy Spirit, about God. 
You tossed your husband away for another man. Guess what that man's going to do to you? Guess what's going to happen to you? Same stuff. Because I'm keep telling you, you take you with you. Why? Because your wife took herself with her when she left. That's what I just said. The man she is with is a homewrecker. So he has no morals or sense of honor, duty, or responsibility, which is why your wife says she left you in the first place, right? That's what's so dumb. I got wives right now with my dudes, and they they go and go to another dude that's exactly the way their husband is now. <laughs> it don't make no sense. He's doing them the same way she said her husband did her. It's crazy. And the punk home record will, in the end, do your wife just like she did you. She will. He will. Look, they don't tell you the grass is never greener. The grass is never greener. The grass is never greener. Why? Because that person that you so-called broke up your marriage for, broke off your, broke your kid's heart for, abandoned your children, screwed up your children's life for, they got faults too. They have faults too, man. They do. They just they going to show them to you until you've been with them for five years or 10 years or 15 years or 20 years. No one tells you that if you don't change you, no relationship will ever work or thrive or become great. This is why I was talking about earlier. You have to look at the marriage yourself and change you first. Then maybe your husband will love you better. <laughs> maybe he'll see a more virtuous woman. No man marries a woman who he doesn't think is better than him. No man marries a woman that he doesn't that 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 doesn't make him want to be a better man. And if your husband married you, that's what he married you for. He didn't marry you for love. He really didn't marry you for sex. He didn't really marry you for all the stuff you could give him. He married you because instinctively he felt that you would make him want to be a better man. That's why you women who think you're going to sleep with a man and live with him and cohabitate with him and he's going to marry you, he ain't going to do it. You know why? Because you ain't virtuous. You're not holy. You're giving your body away and he knows instinctively that if you give your body away to him, you're going to give it away to somebody else down the road. I get men all the time on Facebook getting mad at me, talking about let her go. She left. She got herself to some other dude. She's a B. She did all this. And, and to a certain extent, they are right. They are right. They thought you were virtuous. They thought you were holy. He did. He thought you were better than him. He put you on the pedestal. And then as soon as things start going bad, you don't tell him you're leaving. You don't tell him all the stuff he's doing wrong. You don't sit down and talk to him. Then you leave and give yourself to another man. You just ruined all the good that you thought you were doing in your marriage and in your life. Please hear what I'm saying, man. This stuff is not rocket science. God knows what he's talking about. Okay. Again, no one tells you that if you don't change you, no relationship will ever work or thrive or become great. This is why sac sacrifice and suffering for your spouse is the key. Sure, 
I believe wives should leave knucklehead husbands who neglect them. Yes, leave his butt. Leave him if he ain't treating you right. To wake him up. Because that's the only time men going to wake up. They ain't going to wake up unless you threaten divorce or you leave them or you separate them or you take off still their money or whatever. They ain't going to listen. Why? Because we, we're just, we're, we're hard-headed. We just are. Also, who, who don't appreciate, men who don't appreciate the, you know, them or who are self-serving lovers and have affairs on them. I understand this. I understand. I, I, must, I believe wives should leave husbands who are like this, who don't appreciate them. They're self-serving. Um, and they, they, they mess around on them. I believe that they, that you should leave. But if that man is committed to changing, this is where we differ, ladies. If, if that man is committed to changing, and if he shows you through his actions, not his pie hole, his mouth, his words moving, it's time for his wife to woman up and give him another chance. It's time to stop act, acting like a high school kid and become an adult and get back in the game. Sure, make him work for your trust again. Make him show that he will not hurt you again. Make his butt pay. I'm not saying that. Also, I must ask you women out there, what did you do in the marriage when your husband was acting like an uncaring jerk? Did you pray for him and your marriage to God? Did you pray rosaries for him? Did you go to daily mass for him? Did you attend adoration for him? Did you lose weight for him? Did you look your best for him every day? Did you fast and sacrifice for his soul? Did you serve and sacrifice your wants, desires, and needs for asking God to change the heart of your husband? Did you do that? Did you give up your career for him? Or did you go still be a doctor and a lawyer and a CEO, the president of the United States? Did you sacrifice anything for your husband asking God to turn his heart, to save your marriage, to, 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 to say to be a better father and to save your children or your family? What did you do as a woman? What did you do? Or did you bitch and whine? and moan about all the things he didn't do, never approaching God with complete humility to save your marriage, to turn the heart of your husband into a man that loved you and God above all else. Did you adopt the curse of Eve by trying to control your husband? Did you support him as your husband, as a father in his work, in his endeavors for you and your family? I ask you wives out there, what are you doing to bring God's grace into your marriage and into the heart and soul of the father of your children? You see, what no one in the Catholic Church teaches your wife is this. She has faults. You, her husband, have faults. But you, as the God-given head of the home, brother, are responsible for what goes on in that home and in that marriage. Someone has to be the leader and take responsibility. Someone has to stop the blaming, the arguing, and the fighting. Someone has to man up, and that someone is you. Look, the same crap happened to me. I was alone. No one cared about my marriage, was falling apart. You know what they told me? Well, if that's what she want to do, go out and find you somebody else. They don't care, man. First of all, you know why? Because honestly, they didn't know what to say anyway. 
they didn't know what to say or do anyway because they are probably in a messed up relationship or marriage as well. And we all know that misery loves company. So once I almost once so once I almost lost my wife Mary, my beloved wife Mary, I had to figure this crap out and get myself together. And once I figured it out, God called me and encouraged me to create a step-by-step system to help men deal with and learn how to become the men he would have them be. You know, I hated that many men were in the same position I was, but had no clue of how to deal with their wife leaving or how to keep her fulfilled, satisfied and happy. Today, most everyone tells you to throw up your hands, throw them up, throw them up and move on. I've got parents telling sons right now to give up on her and move on. That is straight from the depths of hell. That is Satan, and you need to get away from him. And to, and 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 that might work if it weren't for that particular judgment thing that happens when you die. You know that particular judgment when you stand before Christ and he he judges you and tells you either you're going to purgatory, heaven, or hell. That kind of particular judgment thing upon the moment when you die. See that move on thing might work for the state, you know, governor or the mayor, you know, or it might work for, you know, your friends or all these crazy people out here that don't believe in eternal life. But it, it, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. The particular judgment is is true. That's why it's called death, judgment, heaven and hell. Because you can do whatever you want for this hundred years. You can believe in no fault divorce. Matter of fact, you can divorce anybody you want. Free will, bruh. <laughs> you can. You can, you can, you can uh you know engage in homosexuality. You can uh, take partake in contraception. You can be in no fault divorce. You can commit abortions. You can do all that stuff. You can do whatever you want. You can pursue the you can take and pursue money for the rest of your life. You can screw your family up, screw your marriage up. No, man, nobody really cares. Only one that cares is God and the Trinity. Really. That's why your butt's still here. Because of that thing called mercy. That's what these priests should be talking about. Mercy like this, what I'm going to tell you. See, God's giving you all the bad things you're doing, all the bad things you've done in your past life. I mean, in your, in your past. The immediate the immediate and true consequences of that is damnation to hell. But what does God do? He gives you mercy. He gives you time to get together. He gives you time to fix your life, to get your wife happy, to get your family, your marriage together, to get your, keep your family together, to get everything back the way he would have you and moving towards him. Because when you die, and you read the particular judgment, he can't give you mercy. He can't. And that's what these pre- these bishops don't tell you. God cannot give you mercy when you die. Why? Because of that thing called justice. Justice. He can give you all the mercy he wants when you, before you die. But when you're dead, 
you take everything that you were with you. And if you didn't love God and you didn't want to be obedient, then God gives you what you want. God gives you what you ask for, sir. And if your whole life you are a diabolical narcissist, a complete selfish person, and your wife the same, she leaves you and dissolves your marriage and never comes back. God's going to give her what she asked for, which is what? Herself, which is what? Hell. (laughs) That's the truth. That's the truth, man. Justice, God is a God of mercy and justice, but only until you die does mercy count. Once you're dead, you take everything you were with you because you chose what you want. You told God your whole life what you wanted. And so what does he do? Christ comes down from the east. He looks at you at the particular judgment and he shows you everything because he's going to let you know. He's going to let you know what you did and you're going to agree with it too. Ain't no lying. Ain't no excuses. Well, you know, my job and we was poor and, and you know, well, she messed around on me or she slept with this other guy too. And she did this and she did that. Man, all that don't mean nothing, dude. It don't mean nothing, brother. It don't. So what happens? He goes, boom, I understand all that. Boom, guess what? You're in mortal sin. You didn't ask for forgiveness. You didn't go to the priest. You weren't in the Catholic church. You didn't love God. We're an obedient. My father told me to do this. Bam, going to hell. That's it. That's it. That's why somebody telling you to move on and leaving your wife, destroying your marriage and destroying your family is from the depths of hell. And I just explained it to you. Now you can take it or leave it how you want to, but don't say you didn't know. <laughs> and, um, so because of all that, of, of the men being in pain, men not knowing how to react, men, their wives leaving them and they're not knowing what to do. And me also being that same situation, I created the Catholic Alpha Holy Lover program to help men repair their marriage. The program helps them not just deal with and get through their wife leaving or separating or asking for a divorce. But this program helps them thrive and learn how to deal with the best case and worst case scenarios of this type of situation. So what's the best case scenario? The best case scenario that she comes back home. Let's say, boom, you come in the program, you know, the Holy Lover program and boom, your wife comes back. You guys moving towards God, your family's together, your kids, your marriage is wonderful. You're heading towards God. Your wife will never want to leave again. That's what the program does. She'll come back because most of you, if your wife, if your wife has leaves you or asked for a divorce. And then say six months later or two months later, she changes her mind and she comes home. Ninety nine percent of you don't even know how to keep her there because you didn't change. All you did was tell her that you love her. I miss you. I want you. But you didn't change. You, you didn't know how to change. So what does she do? She leaves again. It happened to me. Man, my first wife left me, I know, three, four times. I come home, dude. <laughs> I come home, dude. She got on an airplane and went to New Mexico and left me. Didn't know it was coming. That's how I can tell you about this stuff. It happened to me. 
Yeah, I, I could talk her back because I loved her and I could tell her and she knew I loved her and she wanted to make me happy so she'd come back. But guess what? Years later, months later, she'd go leave again. And that's the problem. That's what the best case scenario is. Your wife, not just her wife coming back and, and you guys going to church and your marriage is great and the family's happy and, and God's happy with you. But how to keep that going for the rest of your lives? That's the key. That's the key. Nobody out here, these psychiatrists, these marriage counselors, these therapists, these couples counselors, they can't tell you. They want to give you medication, homie. There's medication. Once the medication wears off, what you got? I'm sorry. So what's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is what? Your wife don't come back. She gets a divorce. <laughs> she gets it. She takes half of what you got. She takes the kids if you don't fight right. You know, then after that, she gets filed for annulment. She gets an annulment. That's the worst case scenario. So what does that mean? Well, you could do what? You could, because in, in the eyes of God, it's over. The marriage is over. When you get a divorce, in the eyes of the state, the marriage is over, but that ain't got nothing to do with God. God don't care about what the state talking about, right? But once you get divorced and you get uh, uh you get an annulment by the, in the eyes of God in the church, your marriage never happened. <laughs> it, it it never was. So you can do two things. You can spend the rest of your life dedicating your life to trying to get your wife back and suffering and sacrifice for your marriage, or you're perfectly, you're perfectly able to go and find you another spouse. The great thing, the great thing about the Catholic Alpha Whole Lover program is this. We prepare you for both those situations. Both of them. If she decide, if she, because if she rejects the Holy Spirit, boom, it's over. If she comes back, it's great. This program prepares you for both. The program is tough um, and it's intense, but it teaches you not how not to make the same dumb mistakes you made in your first marriage. It teaches you how not to make the same dumb mistakes that you made with when your wife, if your wife does come back and give you another chance. Because a wife leaving is an intense and emotional situation. So step one, decide if you are in one of the following situations. Your wife has left the home. Your wife has asked for a divorce. You and your wife are separated. Your wife is still in the home, but you are in separate bedrooms. Your marriage is on the brinks, but you are still in the same bedroom and home. If you fit in any one of those situations, go to step two. Visit www.savemycatholicmarriage.com and register for the Marriage Masterclass. Then, step three, after watching the Marriage Masterclass, Get help fixing your marriage by scheduling a free one-on-one -on -one strategy session with yours truly. Look, the key is I've been where you've been. I've suffered the pain and loss of my wife in the hands of another man. I've suffered the pain of divorce court. I've suffered the pain of my children losing their mother to disease. I've suffered the pain of just not knowing where to turn to get help. But I real, but realizing I was the only one who truly cared about my marriage and family. 
allow me to help you deal with this and show you how to come out the other end, a better man for God, your beloved, your wife, and your children. Again, if you would like more help, visit www.savemycatholicmarriage.com www.savemycatholicmarriage.com and sign up to watch the Marriage Masterclass. Um, like I said, man, I've been where you are. It's tough. It's real tough. But if you know what to do and how to proceed, you can get through this with flying colors. Okay? Don't go one more day with this agony. Let me help guide you through the forest and show you what I've learned and the step-by-step system I've developed to help you get your marriage back on track, visit www.savemycatholicmarriage.com for a solution now. Bam! So in conclusion, as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI. Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you, Christian soldier, for listening in today. Do you have a critical or pressing problem in your marriage right now? Want help? Come on the show and ask me in person. We can do this completely anonymously. You don't have to be on camera or say your name. It's totally up to you. I would just love to have you as a guest on the show. More importantly, you would be helping other men as well. Contact me at RadicalQuestions at CatholicAlpha.com. And lastly, please share this podcast with someone that may need help in their marriage or relationship. Help me save a marriage today.